Good morning. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis. And joining me now, I have Jenny Twido from Bartlett Regional. Now I feel bad because I'm realizing I forgot to write down your official title. <laughs> That's okay. Um, uh, I am the Director of Staff Development and Education at the hospital. Thank you. Now, I understand there's a couple of different things that you want to talk to me about. So where would you like to start? Well, um, I think that I'd like to start with just kind of what the hospital is doing to help grow our own. Um, it's an initiative we have. The The workforce, the challenges in the um, workforce in healthcare is not um, just uh, local, even statewide, it's a national issue. So um, everybody's kind of having to get creative. Um, so we're really excited to um, expand our training uh, programming uh, at the hospital for people local in Juneau and in Southeast. Okay. And I understand that that's not just like medical sort of clinical work. There's other areas that need folks as well. Yeah, there are a lot of areas in the hospital that are crucial to day-to-day operations. We don't just need doctors and nurses. Um, we need uh, computer people in IT. We need engineering people in our facilities department. So we really want to make uh, everybody aware that those those are options too. You can have a career in healthcare and not be a doctor or a nurse. Okay. And I think that's a significant thing because oftentimes, especially because I mean, it's partly a regional hospital and folks see the word hospital, they always immediately assume, oh, you're looking for nurses and doctors and they forget that there's a lot of other folks working in the background to make sure all that stuff is functional. Yeah, absolutely. They are vital, like essential um, people in the organization we we couldn't we couldn't do what we do without them we can't take care of patients without them okay and so what are some of the efforts that BRH is doing to get those kinds of folks um, I think one of the most exciting ones for me that I'm most excited about is we're kind of expanding our pathways into healthcare careers so trying to meet um, you know Juno youth early um, you know, as early as we have, you know, we make some connections now with sixth and seventh graders um, with our safe at home and safe sitter classes kind of just gives them an introduction to CPR and, you know, first aid and things like that. Um, but really expanding those programs to meet uh, students regularly. And when we do career exploration panels, we, we are including not just nurses and doctors, but diagnostic imaging technicians. Um our rehab services, so PTOT, having someone from our IT department um, come and talk to students about what kind of things they can do in healthcare that are non-clinical. Um, so making regular contact by providing hands-only CPR on a regular interval, so maybe eighth, tenth, and twelfth grade. Before the pandemic, you know, we would go in during survival week. I think it's well, I can't remember if it's sixth or seventh grade. But, you know, teach kids, stop the bleed techniques. So using tourniquets, um, I think it's essential for any kids who go out hunting that they have that um, knowledge base. But then regularly um, meeting kids, teaching them little bits about healthcare and getting them excited for healthcare careers. Okay. Because I've never heard of Survival Week, and they didn't do that in Anchorage. So, granted, it was Anchorage, so we kind of had different <laughs> different things we were thinking about. But no, it's a, it's a cool program. Um, and then we uh, formerly had uh, right around ninth grade would do a career exploration day where we would bring a panel of students in and then offer job shadow 
opportunities um, for you know anybody who might be interested in healthcare related careers. Um, but it was really a very small snippet, you know, maybe an hour, maybe forty five minutes, where you would go into a department. And in my experience, most of those students would just kind of stand in the background. So it doesn't really give them a, a good idea of what really happens in these healthcare careers. So this summer we've. Um, We're offering two four-week sessions for high school students to come in um, a minimum of six hours, you know, maximum of 18 hours a week to really get a day-in-the-life picture of what these careers look like. Let them um, kind of immerse them in the the healthcare teamwork that happens. Um, So I'm excited that we have, I think we have eight um, students for the month of June. Um, And they're going to be in areas anywhere from case management to rehab services, our clinical nursing units. We have one student who is shadowing in our finance department because she's interested in in hospital finance. So we're really looking to um, give these guys a good picture of what it looks like to work in a hospital setting. Okay. And I was going to say that that's quite a broad selection. Like I, the most notable one for me was even hearing the finance. That's not typically one that a lot of, I know, I know it's certainly one that I hadn't thought about, you know, ever shadowing, but it's interesting to hear that there is a student that's shadowing that. And I think that shows really just even further the breadth of areas that you really need for the hospital. Well, and this is the first finance internship that I've put together and it was eye opening to me. You know, we have so many different areas in that deal with finance, um, anywhere from, you know, obviously accounts receivable and accounts payable, but like the budgeting process at the hospital. Um, she'll be spending time with our co- medical coders. Um, so it's it's really been kind of a, a very unique internship, but I think there's ways for us to build meaningful um, internships for people that want to spend any time in anywhere in the hospital. No, definitely. Now, I'm trying to remember here. Now, when you're talking to medical coders, I'm trying to think of which codes we're talking about, because I know there's a lot of different medical codes. Oh, there's tons of different codes, but and that really shows how you need to um, code something correctly for the hospital to be reimbursed for things. So there are special medical coders who will go through charts and they, you know, ensure that, that the proper codes are being um, attached to that case. Um, I don't. I don't know a ton about it myself. I might sit in with her when she has her little session, just so I can learn a little bit more. But um, I think that the key to this is there are um, many, many different careers within a healthcare system, and, and you know they're they're not attached necessarily to just clinical things. Okay. Maybe I'll have to inquire with my family more. I have family who work in healthcare, and so they they'd probably be able to elucidate me a bit more on some of the coding aspect. Okay, and so. I also understand that even beyond just these internships, which I think that is that is a pretty good step, making sure that you continue to maintain that communication with them throughout school and not just talking with them, you know, that sixth or seventh yeah. grade range and yep. you continue with it. Is there any other sort of programs that you're, you guys are doing that are targeting that demographic, that sort of larger age range, or is it just those internships? No, we have um, college internships. Um, we've tweaked those a little bit um, as well kind of traditionally, um, you know, we focused mainly in on those clinical nursing summertime internships where um, the nurse that might be in or a student that might be in nursing school, um, giving them an opportunity over the summertime to kind of expand on their skills and kind of put that um, 
knowledge that you learn in the classroom to practice, see how it's put to practice. Um, and we've expanded those as well. So we have students, college students coming in that are spending time not just in clinical areas, but in diagnostic imaging, um, you know, learning about, uh, you know, x-rays and CTs and MRIs. Um, uh, we had the, another big one this year is um, rehab services. So physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists. We have several college interns coming through um, there. And we have a couple of students, I believe, um, scheduled in our operating room, too. Ooh. So those are college-level internships. And those generally are a little bit longer, anywhere between 8 um, and 12 weeks. Um, and it's for that student who has already started their pathway into some sort of healthcare career. So really giving them an opportunity to spend time alongside someone and put that knowledge that they're learning in school to see how they, you know, you put that into practice. Okay. It reminds me of, uh, I had a couple of uh, colleagues during my school that went down those paths and they were talking to me about those internships or even had some colleagues that went into doing like pharmacy type internships and sort of showing me the work there. And so it's always interesting to hear about. I'm very intrigued by hearing about college interns being with the operating staff. That has my, that has my attention, although that might be just my base level apprehension of hearing other folks around my age or younger in an operating room, but that's that's a sort of a personal thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we we talk with the interns, um, you know, let them know what they're going to see, let them know what they're um, going to be exposed to, um, cueing them in a little bit on um, things that they should be looking for. Um, so we do we do spend a good amount of time both with the high school and the college students giving them a, a heads up and a good preparation to make sure that the area that they've they think they're interested in um, is what they they're really they really are interested in. Gotcha. Well, we are going to be moving into our break, and when we come back, I'll be talking with you about some of the other programs that you guys are doing over at Bartlett Regional Hospital. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. Welcome back to Action Line. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me still have Jenny Twito. The it was I should have written it down after you said it last time. <laughs> That's okay. I'm the staff development and education director at the hospital. See, I'm going to put it in my notes so that if you come on again, I can't. I can't goof. You can't goof. I cannot goof. Now, in the first half, we were talking a lot about the interns and the opportunities there with BRH. So now I want to talk to you about some of the other programs you got going on. I understand there's some programs for CNAs as well as one coming up for the LPN. So which one would you like to start with talking about? Yeah, so the, the internships kind of are uh, pathways for young people to get into um, healthcare careers. Both the CNA and the LPN program are, are perfect for people who are looking for maybe a change in a career. Um, or pathway programs for our current employees um, so that they can continue to grow in their healthcare careers. Um, the CNA program, uh, this is our third year. Um, we've got it right. We found the sweet spot. We're at 100% pass rate right now, which is great. Um, and I, I think over the last three years, uh, we've had about 36 um, CNAs come through. Um, when we have our, our second cohort of the year starting in June, We'll have nine students. It's about eight weeks. Um, you get to spend time in the hospital um, and during clinicals. So you kind of get to learn how the hospital works and the flow and the culture. Um, and then after you know your eight weeks, you get to sit 
for the state licensing exam. Um, we have nine students in our June um, cohort, and then our next uh, session of students will be, uh, I believe October 24th will be the next session. And th this is a perfect stepping stone um, it's a perfect pathway to get into the LPN program or to get into the nursing program um, that UAA offers in town. So that's just a good entry level um, position. Okay. And then what is, what's going on with the LPN program? The LPN program, um, August 21st, uh, we'll have our first cohort of LPNs in the hospital. Um, there are eight spots available. Um, applications are still open for this. Um, I believe the date that they close is July 1st. Um, the only few things that you need um, to apply for this program are you need a high school or a GED. Um, you need some kind of medical. They want you to know kind of what you're getting into. So you can be an EMT. Um, they've taken veterinary technicians before, just so you kind of have an idea of what the medical looks like. And then there is one um, anatomy and physiology course um, that's required for this uh, for this um, application. Um, all of this information that we're talking about can be found um, at the BartlettHospital.org um, under the training opportunities tab. Everything is there. Okay. I, I can think of one bit of comedy, which is I don't know how applicable my marine physiology would be. <laughs> I, I, I think they, it's a stretch, but they might take it. I was going to say, I can tell you about a, a SEAL's anatomy. I don't know if that'll <laughs> help you, but... <laughs> right. L, the LPN program, I should say, is two semesters long. Um, when you complete uh, the course, you are eligible to sit for the, the state licensing exam as well. And then we're not stopping there. Um, there are tons of bridge programs um, that can get you from an LPN to an RN. So we're looking at um, finding some of those programs that we can help support. Um, and then, yeah, the, we have the University of uh, Alaska Anchorage Juno um, nursing uh, program as well. And th those applications are open too. Okay. And I understand there's also, I want to talk to you a bit more about some of that internal development, you know, working up the, the staff that you already have into those new positions. You, you call them bridge programs, correct? Yeah, bridge programs. So um, many of the students that we've trained already in our CNA program came from, you know, all, all our employees already. So we've had people from our um, uh, environmental services department come through, our facilities department come through. So it's giving them an opportunity to continue their career within the hospital. Um, we have many, um, we've expanded some of our clinical partnerships as well. So if we have students who are attending um, universities outside of Juneau, um, we're creating agreements with those universities so that we can um, provide clinical opportunities for them in the hospital. Um, to stay connected so that they can come back and serve their community. That's kind of what these programs are built for. Gotcha. And that was sort of the impression that I was gathering is a lot of this is a push to, you know, have more of the community be involved with the hospital. Because if you have that, that sort of large portion of the community not only is from the community originally, but then works for the hospital and then recontributes back into the community trying to think of the right word that I'm trying to think of here. It allow, that communal feeling is pretty significant and that can be helpful with doing healthcare because it all allows for greater trust between you know those that are receiving care and those that are providing care as well. Right, and I think too, um, getting on the same page with um, some of the career, healthcare 
career counselors um, at the high school, at the UAS, um, so that students know what programs are available in town. Some people can't travel out of town um, to, to, you know, learn a career. Um, Some people can't partake in some of this extracurricular things that we're doing with the internships because they have to have a school job or a job to help contribute to family. They have to help take care of siblings and things like that. So looking for opportunities for us to meet people where they are and um, ensure that everybody has access to some of this program. There's tons of resources out there, um, especially now for careers in healthcare with the, the state of the um, healthcare and workforce in general. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the healthcare is alone with that need for, for staff. It's been a pretty universal issue pretty much across all fields for a, quite a while now. But especially, I mean, knowing Alaska healthcare, it's always been one. We've always needed more folks. Right. And I think everybody can kind of attest to the fact that um, if you have somebody that knows what Alaska's like, um, you know, they've lived here. Um, if we offer opportunities for people to train and um, actually have meaningful careers, um, that they stay. And, and I certainly agree with you there. I mean, thinking on even my own family, my great grandmother, she was a nurse for, for Providence. And then, you know, two generations later, my mother works for Providence now. And just seeing how that has played a role in having them both stay, stay here. I mean, granted, my mother ended up having to go. Uh, down to Washington for her schooling, but then she still came back. She still came back up here because this was the area that she wanted to work in. Right. Yeah. And I think that um, if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that um, we can be flexible in how we learn things. So there's tons of hybrid programs where you can do the um, book piece, the didactic piece online, and then it allows for the hospital to provide that hands-on piece of training. So there are a lot of hybrid programs now in not just nursing, but across um, all of the careers. Um, So having an opportunity to make agreements and make connections with these programs who have um, students that are local, um, you know, to make sure that they don't have to leave to have that hands-on piece. No, definitely. Now, I do want to open it up because I understand that there may be a couple other things that you want to talk to me about that I haven't mentioned yet. So would you like to to bring those up in case I'm spacing on anything? Yeah, sure. Um, I do uh, want to also just touch on um, some hands-on training that we offer at the hospital. So you can be hired in with little to no experience in healthcare, and um, there's an opportunity to work as a, a pharmacy intern um, in training, and then you can um, sit for the pharmacy certification, pharmacy tech, sorry, certification exam. And then we also do hands-on training for surgical techs too. Um, so you can come in with little to no healthcare experience, and um, at the end of a year or so, you can be functioning as a, a surgical tech. Okay. Now I, I have to ask: Does this include the robot that y'all got? <laughs> Part yeah, it it absolutely will. With additional training, it it, it you'll have an, would have an opportunity to work with the robot. See, there you go, everybody. If you want to see more of the robot, there's there's an opportunity. You can learn to be a surgical tech and then help with the robot. Now, I understand that you also had some thank yous that you wanted to do because we are actually coming up to the end of the show. So I want to make sure that you get a chance to do those. Yeah, we could not. Um, make these programs run without um, some generous funding from the Bartlett Hospital Foundation. 
um, from Alaska Hospital and Healthcare Association and from the Juno Community Foundation, who um, this June cohort of CNAs, they're covering the cost of their training. So big shouts out to um, Juno Community Foundation, the Bartlett Hospital Foundation, and Alaska Hospital and Healthcare Association. Okay. And now, I hate to make you talk about more because that's a pretty succinct way to end. Do you have any closing comments? Because we've got about 30 seconds. Yeah. All of this information can be found at um, the BartlettHospital.org website under the Training Opportunities tab. There are very detailed descriptions of the programs. Uh, There should be dates and deadlines. Um, And then there's contact for for me, too, if people have other um, questions. All right. Well, thank you, Jenny. It's been nice talking with you. I swear I will have your title written down next time we talk. I appreciate that. All right. You have been listening to Action Line on KINY.